Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This episode is brought to you by the following patrons. Natasha, Sophia, Goradica, Vance, Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Bruder, Ali, Nathan, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, please do so in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out daily. I'm already annoyed of the amount of thirst that's going to come from this episode <laughs> from your direction. A fair amount. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 85% sure that the family was doing all of this just to like shutter Island Santa into oh my loving Christmas again. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week we went out and saw Violent, Violent Night. Night. Now I have to assume that this is the first time we had all seen this movie because it's still in theaters. Like we all went separately to different theaters to see this. If you're not counting the secret fantasies in my brain, then yes. Okay, so you watched this last night and then again in your dreams, Paige? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I had one of the worst theater experiences in years last night Tell watching this movie. Me information page thanks tony okay so <laughs> i had to be in office yesterday boo that means i was up at 6 a.m i was at the office all day then there was like an after party at the office that night because everyone was in the office for these big like planning meetings uh -huh. so then i had to go from there to a theater at 9 30 at night to see this movie before i could go home for the day so i get to the theater and at first i'm alone and i'm like thank god God, because then I could take notes. I could do whatever. It'll be great. Two minutes before showtime, a whole bunch of drunk, rowdy hipsters and like four families trudge into the theater. Ugh. The group of family next to me talked the entire film. Ugh. And then the people in front of us also talked the entire movie. And then another group of people in front of us had a guy who fell asleep instantly, like before the movie even started, and then open mouth snored 
through the entire <laughs> film. And like, I'm not a doctor, but that dude has full blown sleep apnea. So like anytime the movie was even remotely quiet, it was like a rumbling chainsaw in the theater. It was a nightmare. And then I left right after the post credit scene thing. And the people who had been next to me talking through the whole fucking movie were just like, that was stupid. I don't get why anyone liked that. I was like, first of all, you talked through it, so you don't fucking know. Secondly, it's a movie about Santa Claus, the actual Santa Claus, killing people with a fucking sledgehammer. Did you expect Pulp Fiction? What is happening? I mean, I expected exactly this, and I was so happy that <laughs> someone made it. I thought it was better than I was expecting. That's fair, I think. I could have gone for a, a little goofier, but I was happy with what I got. But I was the only person in the theater to laugh at John Leguizamo's death. Really? And I scream laughed. I was laughing so hard and nobody else thought it was funny. I did too. And then I like on the way home in the car was like really trying to break down like why the magic turns him into dust, but not John Leguizamo, even though it does suck him up. But because he doesn't turn to dust, it like rips him apart. Like, no, no, no. It's because the, he can't fit in the chimney. Yeah. He pulled him sideways. So like that, whatever that magic is, you go through the chimney and out the top. But the chimney is very small at the top. I know, but it like it turns Santa into like a magic dust. So he fits right, through it. But John Leguizamo doesn't. But why not? Because only Santa. Yeah, only, only Santa, Santa has the Christmas. Ma but also, I don't know really how it works, as he says multiple times I, I know, in the movie. Exactly. That's, but this is like the conversation I had with Natalie in the car, and she eventually was just like, "I think you're missing the point, and just enjoy it." And I was like, "I did enjoy it. You're right." Because my my thinking was he is not Santa, so he doesn't turn into dust. But because Santa's like holding on to him, the propulsion of his body through a chimney that is much smaller than his body just turns him into a blob of bones and viscera. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I was that is definitely what happened. Fucking here for it. Same. It was amazing. Okay, let's see let's see about the science of this. So he's carrying him. We can assume that he moves close to the speed of light when he is in light form. It seems more like dust particles. I don't know. Look, he's traveling at 14 gingerbread watts a second. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> high rate of speed. So even if he pulls him a little bit, John Lang was almost going to shoot up there. Yeah. Like a bullet. And he did, more or less. Like a magic bullet. Shredded like a magic bullet. I'll tell you about my experience. I rode in the police car. I was doing my job yesterday. I was in the police car. And me and the guy I rode with, is, we become friends. So I was like, "Let's. you want to go to see this like Killer Santa movie after work with me? <laughs> so we went together. And the theater was pretty full. There's like 15 or 20 people. Obviously, we were the ones with dark humor because I laughed the whole time and oh, like yeah. no it's one fun. else laughed. And I was like, oh, well, this is really funny for me. <laughs> and, and me and my friend laughed. Everyone I know who saw it loved it. And I was like, great, I'm excited. And then I sat through an entire theater of people who seemed to not like it. And I was like, what is wrong with all of you? I understand why people wouldn't like this movie, but I don't understand why they would go. I feel like it's very clear what it is going into it. It's not like it surprises you with like a murderous Santa. Like that's the movie. No, there's no bait and switch with this movie. It's like, called Violent Night. Yeah, what was <laughs> on the package was exactly what was delivered when we opened it like i don't know there's yeah it's like opening spam and being fuck i hate spam like well why'd you open <laughs> why'd it why'd you open it yeah a hundred percent but i saw this in a theater with three other people it was natalie and myself and then just three other people and it was the biggest theater that my amc has 
So like, but we did go sort of earlier in the day than like a date night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so like mm-hmm. maybe that's why. But it was a great experience because everyone was laughing and having a good time. Like everyone that was there thought everything was funny. Even John Leguizamo doing his best Steven Seagal impression. <laughs> I like John Leguizamo in this. Sometimes he skews a little like frenetic for me. And I thought he was actually really great in this. He does a good job. Yeah. But I liked it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was very, very fun. I I thought it was just going to be a violent thing. And I laughed a lot leading up to the whole thing. I laughed as soon as he threw up on that lady. Oh, Oh, see, that grossed me out. I could have done without that. I laughed so hard. Hard. I have been sick for about 10 days and that part <laughs> didn't hit me well. I laugh at that. I laughed at all the home alone ridiculousness. I laughed. Oh my, oh god. my god, the home alone parts. Oh. The fact that her home alone booby traps are as bloody as the home alone ones would be like the noise in the theater when the guy slips on that one ladder oh step. Oh my god, and the nail goes through his chin fucking priceless like i wish i could bottle that sound because a whole theater of people because by the time everyone like loaded in the theater was like more than half full a whole theater of people just oh god yeah dude (laughs) and this movie does have a lot of body horror like this movie is not a one on the scary scale for me this movie is bloody as hell and i love it (laughs) and i I love the family dynamics and like this the pettiness and like beverly d'angelo yeah beverly d'angelo's in this she's so good too yeah um judy gemstone is in this playing judy gemstone yeah (laughs) she is playing judy gemstone but i mean listen She plays that character real well, so I was here for it. I was here for it. It's Edie Patterson, who I I love, but literally it is Judy Gemstone just in this movie, and I love that so much. I mean, she is one of my favorite parts, just because she is so terrible as a person, but like by design, and it's just so funny. Like the whole movie is, I think it's really well written. Like you sort of find out a little bit of the mythology of Santa Claus, but like not a lot. I loved that mythology. Me Give me a prequel. Holy shit. Dude, yes. it was good. I've been working on this all morning. Can I do my impression of Paige the first time they cut to Viking Santa before he becomes Santa and they just hold on him bloody holding his sledgehammer thing? I guarantee you Paige went, oh. <laughs> yeah, that actually, it was it was when they first revealed like the Norse tats. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh. When he When he's shirtless and he's like, he's not fit. Fit, but dude could throw a hammer. But he's got those muscular arms. Yes. He's yeah, got yeah, the yeah. arms and the shoulders. He definitely I'm, does. Like, yeah. Here for it. People like that. It works for you. Like I had my gut out today working out in my arms, and I was like, my arms look and shoulders look good. My gut, I look like Santa, young Santa. <laughs> That's okay. Like a sexy Santa, though, Mikey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I saw her looking. <laughs> hey, you want to be a Mrs. Claus? I, Mikey, <laughs> as I, I was watching it, and I was like. All Mikey has to do to be this Santa next Halloween is just spray your your Thor wig gray and just do <laughs> yes. the same costume. I think I will. That would be hilarious, Mikey. I honestly was like, I need to take Jake to see this. And then I somehow need to talk him into doing it for Halloween because it would be amazing. Oh, you guys would put that in your red Christmas room of pain. <laughs> 
Paige, does Jake normally go see movies that he stars in? (laughs) (laughs) When Santa put his head up in that little bun, I was like, this looks like exactly Jake, except Jake's hair is not this great. It's not great. It's a little darker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it really worked for me as an action film, too. Like, I was like, oh, this is, like, decently entertaining for me. It does. The the only thing I didn't love, like, plot-wise, and I think it's because I kind of called the flip early, I somehow instantly realized that the dad I did too. had tried to steal the money. But I thought he hired John Leguizamo and I was like, oh, what a twist. I thought so too. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be like your next where he had hired them to kill them off. Yeah. But I still didn't like love the dad after like knowing that he was trying to make a play for that money. Although I do love Beverly D'Angelo being like, honestly, I'm not mad. I'm just proud. I was just like, what a crazy evil lady. The story she tells about her grandfather and like trying to kill him and all this. I was oh. like, oh yeah. It's so funny though. So but good. it's not her money anyway. It's not money that the business owned. It's money the U.S. government gave them to give yes. to like dictators in the Middle East right. that they can't <laughs> give money to through like, you know, foreign aid. Nor- Normal means. means. Yeah. yeah. So like they have this lady sort of laundry money, as Mikey would say, to the <laughs> Middle East. Like, I don't think she cares that much about that money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and so I was kind of like, oh, that kind of rubs me the wrong way until they end up burning it later. And I think that's why they have him burn the money to be like, yeah. he does not care about this. He cares about his family. This is a means to an end. They burn 500,000 of the 300, 300 million. million. Yeah. So they'll they can only spend two hundred and ninety nine point five million dollars. Right. They're obviously well, she's the richest person in America. So it's like obviously billions and billions that they have. But like if he did hire John Guazamo, one, that's really predictable. And two, yeah. that's gonna make me like I, this gonna the ending's gonna be weird. But him not and just hiding it was better for me. Yeah. And and I felt a lot better about it. I feel like if he had hired them, you would have had to kill him off and then maybe her mom marries Santa. <laughs> like just Call me crazy. Like, <laughs> it would be weird. Yeah. I really wanted to see who Mrs. Claus was. I was hoping me for a cameo. Too. I was really hoping for a Mrs. Claus cameo. Yeah, I just want to know who is running her Mrs. Claus down Santa's back. <laughs> right? Like, that's what I want to know. I don't know what you know about box office, but I hope it gets a sequel. Because when he talks about like there's elves in the in this world and Mrs. Yes. Claus, I was like, I need to see more. He yeah. is Santa, traditional Santa, but with the added just little, little tiny bit of backstory that he used to be a Viking warrior and I am here for it. Who was a bad guy. Yes, who was a bad guy. Like, I want more of that. I was so fascinated. And then, you know, we don't get it. But it's like just enough for me to be like, I would watch a sequel to this. A hundred percent. What I want, Paige, is I want a prequel that follows him from being this like terrible villain who's like stealing everything or whatever. And then we find out like that Tim Allen was on the roof of his fjord or whatever and then fell and then he became Santa. Like I need to know how he becomes Santa. Like that's the Violet Knight I want next. I mean, here's what I think you could do to kind of like get that for yourself is just like Photoshop Santa hats onto Alexander Skarsgård and the Northmen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um forgot that I left in the whole kangaroo fight thing because on the episode you're like out of nowhere like Paige and I are yes. closing up a thought yes. and you're like oh this bitch says I can't beat up a kangaroo fuck her I'm not saying I can't I'm saying it's a fight you would buy tickets for I'm saying that's like an even match. I don't want to buy tickets to your death man it's not an even match he's gonna be down under in a grave <laughs> 
I don't want to fight a small animal. I want an animal that's a challenge. Why do you want to fight any animal, Mikey? I don't understand. You just don't, you just don't get it. Especially when man is the most dangerous game, you should fight your clone. Let's go back to you fighting your clone. That I could sell tickets to. Oh, how would we tell them apart? We'd Rafiki you right before you go out. Tattoos. Yeah. Check the dicks. No, no, no. He wouldn't have a birthmark on his face because he wouldn't be birthed. I suddenly have a question that I am ashamed <laughs> I do not already know the answer to, Paige. And that is, do you get birthmarks in the birthing process? And I ask, <laughs> not knowing the answer, I will be completely honest. No, they're usually just genetic. I thought so. So I thought, like, if you cloned Mikey, he would have a port wine stain, right? There's a chance. It's not 100%. Okay. Motherfucker. <laughs> so why don't we get into it so we can go through it scene by scene let's do it yeah. we open on santa in a bar drinking and he's kind of like talking to the bartender a little bit and another santa at the end of the bar overhears him and that santa is clearly like an old guy who was santa during christmas for the love of the game he had strong Paige's dad energy. He sort of did, yeah. <laughs> like a bigger jolly dude, right? Yeah, my dad doesn't really do Santa, I don't think. I mean, but he could be a Santa, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's got some Santa vibes, and I mean that as a compliment. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. But so our, our Santa, David Harbor Santa, is like depressed and sad, and kids don't have any imagination anymore, and there's so many kids on the naughty list and all this stuff, and the other guy is just like, but it's worth it for the way those kids smile and he's like eh, is it so that other santa buys his booze to cheer him up and for a hot second i wondered if this was like a thing he did of just like showing up to bars and lamenting near another santa to get them to buy him booze <laughs> oh that's like your move santa you get real burnout after a thousand years of giving out presents selflessly <laughs> and then come to this bar to scam a hard-working santa imposter out of his money is that yeah. your scam, Santa? Well, <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> and they kind of set it up in this scene, is the joke that kids only want video games now. Oh, because yeah, so a running gag throughout this movie is that like nine out of every 10 times he reaches into the gift sack, which is just a sack that just gives it. You don't even know what the gift is going to be. It just hands you something. Nine times out of ten, it's a video game and just clearly a video game, which I thought was hysterical. That was so funny to me. I love the Santa magic or Christmas magic or whatever in this movie, and I love that he doesn't know how it works. He's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. know. Like, people are asking about it, and he's like, I don't know. Christmas magic. I, I no clue. <laughs> Which I do love because then the movie doesn't have to explain it. That's why I like it too because truly I don't really care, you know? Anyway, so he leaves but he walks out through a door and the bartender's like, wait, that door goes to the roof. She runs up after him. Also very bad bar design by just putting an instant roof access right next to the bar. I mean, that's where you should go out. You go out to smoke. But yes, you're right. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> but so she runs up after him in time to see the sleigh take off. And as she looks up, she's got this like, oh, my God, Santa Israel. Just like, oh, and then a waterfall of vomit just falls onto her as he barfs off the side of the sleigh. It was real gross. 
It's just so funny, Paige, because she is like, oh my God, all this childhood wonder. Look at Santa. <laughs> and then she yeah. gets uh, like barfed up what looks like old risotto and beer. Like, yes, it it's looks real terrible. Gross. It's so gross. But it's like, that is the movie. Like, if you came to a movie about Santa called Violent Night and you yeah. made it 30 seconds into the movie, like, you either walk out there or you're in for this insane ride, right? Right. So we cut to a little girl named Trudy and her mom picking up her dad from the airport, instantly coding them as divorced because they were traveling separately. Yes. I think they're separated, though. Yeah, they're not fully divorced. They are like, I got like trial separation vibes. But they'll lie to the person they're dating and say that they're divorced. Sure. (laughs) Mikey, has that happened to you? Like twice. Yeah, same. Doesn't that suck? Yes. But also recently, like a week ago. That was the last person I was dating, and that's naughty. <laughs> naughty! I do like that this movie reuses essentially some of the Silent Night, Deadly Night trope <laughs> yeah. of naughty as like he kills people. It's great. I mean, Silent Night, Deadly Night crawled so Violent Night could run. Let's just be Absolutely. honest. Yeah. We haven't seen the sequels, so it might learn to run as well. It might, but we do at least get that second one. That's the one that establishes that Santa has amazing shoulders, and thank you. (laughs) Anyway, so as he gets into the car, the dad, he has a bag with a gift in it for his mom. So we know that he has a present. We watch as they pull up to a palatial mansion with a gate separating it from the rest of the neighborhood. And as they drive up to the gate, they interact with the guy running the gate, the security guard. And clearly, he knows them by name and by face. He lets them through. And he kind of jokes about like, I wish I wasn't working Christmas Eve, but, you know, your mom, which is kind of the first indication we get that the grandmother that they're going to see is terrifying. Yeah. We don't really know the scale of the opulence at this point, but we know there's like some probably very unhealthy family dynamics that they're about to walk into. Right. And intercut with a lot of these kind of family scenes. And this is why it was kind of difficult to try and take notes on this from memory is because there's a lot of cutting back and forth between multiple places. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. as we're cutting back and forth through this, we're seeing Santa like peeing off the side of the sleigh. (laughs) You know, as he's, like, delivering presents drunk as shit. Yes, well, and there's the whole, they're like, should you drink and drive? And he's like, oh, I steer a little bit, but the reindeer do most of the work. And we see him just, like, drunkenly lounging while the reindeer are flying. Yeah, he's got, like, one foot up on the front. He's He is holding the straps or whatever, but, like, yeah. it's clear he's not doing anything. Right. We cut back to the big palatial mansion uh, where they're now inside and they're walking through kind of the doorways where there's a bunch of servants working in the house, including one that's like a hot Swedishy silver fox dude that is in like a tuxedo. What is wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with Paige me. Paige has a type and that type is the dude who played Bjorn or whatever in this movie. Yeah, we find out his name is Bjorn. I don't remember what his code, <laughs> his Christmas code name was. I think it was Santa Daddy. Won't you come and shoot up my tree for me? <laughs> I've been a really bad girl, Santa I just, Daddy. I saw him, and I was like, you know, if he put on a Santa suit, it, it would work for me. <laughs> anyway, so they have like a whole staff, and the mom, Trudy's mom, uh, is like, I can't believe you guys grew up like this like this is crazy and i do love as they walk into kind of the main room where the tree and everything is there's two like servants 
that have plates that are just charcuterie boards. I know. I saw that. I was like, how wealthy are these people that they have two charcuterie board waiters like at the entrance to their lobby? Like, that's insane. Although, if I had that money, would have. For Christmas. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it every day. But if I was having guests, I absolutely would have circuitry waiters that definitely are going to kill me later tonight. Yeah. Some people might have a pool boy. I've got a gabagool boy. Just like a guy <laughs> hanging out with meats and cheese. Definitely Italian and definitely <laughs> knows how to pair cheese and meats. I, I want him to look like the guy from 365, tatted up, and just be like, here are your dairy and meats, my lady. Me principessa. <laughs> Merry meatmas, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> Not meaty Christmas. Dairy Christmas. Dairy Christmas was right in front of us the whole time and we missed it, Paige. Oh, God, I want some cheese and meats right now. That sounds so good. Anyway, they walk into the big room where there's couches and the tree and this is where his sister, her boyfriend, and her son from her uh, previous relationship are hanging out. His sister is Judy Gemstone. Like, yes, it is Edie Patterson, but she is basically playing Judy Gemstone yes. <laughs> in this film. And her kid is an obnoxious TikToker, constantly <laughs> selfieing, like, ridiculous. And then she has a boyfriend played by, and I I will not pronounce his last name correctly, I'm sure. Cam Gigande, I believe is what it is. You need to learn my main, my favorite character's name. From the OC, is this your thing? <laughs> or just your favorite character in this movie? The favorite character in this movie. He's hilarious in this movie. I had not seen him in anything since Twilight. Oh, he was in Twilight? He was one of the villains in the first Twilight. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. He's one of the other vampires that's like, we heard you playing baseball. We're going to come up on and we smell that girl. So whatever. This dude acts though. Like he's been in a bunch oh. of stuff the past five years. Yeah, but none of it notable. No, no, no. I like mean, that, <laughs> but he is yeah. a working actor. Like I didn't yes, recognize yes, 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 him yes. in this movie at all. But as I look over his IMDb right now, like, I do recognize some of the movies he was in. Like, The Magnificent Seven, he was in that. Right, And I right. love that movie, but I don't remember him from it, you know? Well, and there's a whole bunch of ones in there where I'm like, I've never heard of this. Is this, like, a Hallmark non-Christmas TV film? <laughs> I mean, he does definitely <laughs> look like the guy who she would be meeting back up with in her hometown. Absolutely. Where, like, there definitely would be some question as to where he was on January 6th. But, like, yeah, nobody yeah, addresses yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Speaking of TV movies, Critics' Choice came out today. Nominations came out today. Oh, do we win? No, uh, but <laughs> multiple movies that we have done and loved ended up nominated. Hell yeah. Because they were on Hulu and therefore technically considered TV films. Okay. So both Prey and Fresh are up for awards. Hell yeah, because they got that HV bump. Probably not, but but I was I found myself. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't that. Yeah, <laughs> I found myself torn because I was like, I love both of these films. Yeah, and as much as I would want Fresh to win, pray though. I'm a little surprised to hear you say that because I know 
you love a movie about Sebastian Stan eating ass, and I get it. <laughs> He's nominated for others of two. Like, dude's got like four nominations because of Pam and Tommy and everything else that he did this year. Yeah. But I think he's going to lose it to Andrew Garfield for Under the Banner of Heaven. Also, and probably should, but so he was good. great in Pam and Tommy. I know. We should move on, though, but yes. Yeah, so this guy is none of those people. No. <laughs> he's, he's just the guy from Twilight. <laughs> His, he's been in a lot of action movies. Yes. But like direct to streaming action movies. Some are real. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so uh, we kind of get a little round robin introduction of the characters. And it's very clear that there's this kind of like jockeying for mom's favor kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And also she is Judy gemstoning all over that. Like she might as well have said, slap me too, daddy. I'm a gemstone too. Like that's the (laughs) energy we're getting. Yeah. It's great. So they hear from the staff that the mom is about to come into the room. And so they're like trying to position themselves like near the front door or whatever. Well, I mean, the Judy Gemstones family, like her and her husband and their son, or I got sort of the vibe that that wasn't their kid, that like she was divorced and that was the new guy. I don't know if that's in fact the case. She but. was, but that's definitely her kid. Well, no, no. I knew it was her kid. I didn't yeah, think it was their his kid. kid. Yeah, okay. Bertitude. Bertitude. Yeah, Bert. Trude is his name? Well, they call him Bert. Well, yeah. So we find out, because Trudy is called Trudy because she has asked to be called Trudy. Yes. But we find out that they're both named after the grandmother whose name is Gertrude, and yeah. that's why. So it's Gertrude and Bertrude. Oh, my God. This just in. The dad played Translucent in The Boys. Oh, I don't recognize him from that because Translucent <laughs> was famously Translucent. <laughs> and he played Vicious. <laughs> That's why I was like, huh, I've never seen that guy before, but he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the, the mom comes in and immediately like dismisses Judy Gemstone for being like a tryhard. Yes. <laughs> essentially. And Trudy runs up to say hi to her. And she's like, I'm called Trudy now. And she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like, you're Gertrude. That's nice that you think you're Trudy. Yeah. But no. Uh, and it's implied that they then go from there to dinner. We cut to Santa, Santa-ing, doing all the Santa shit. He is drunkenly delivering gifts. I do love that almost every house he goes to has Nilla wafers out for him. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, oh, they're plain and dry. <laughs> I mean, two Nilla wafers are fine. Four Nilla wafers are way too many. I Whoa. love Nilla wafers. Get the fuck out of this podcast. If you don't eat a whole box, there's no point in even opening it. <laughs> If they're not like in banana pudding, it's just too many. My husband loves banana pudding specifically and therefore loves Nella wafers because of banana pudding. By themselves, tough to eat a ton of them yeah. <laughs> because they are very dry. Okay, I see how it is. Mikey's like, maybe they're tough, but I'm up to the challenge. I get a, <laughs> yes. I get one of those put those those cups of pudding of banana pudding and you dip them in like queso. Oh, yeah, that's delicious. I would do that, too. I just can't eat them by themselves. I don't eat pudding as a rule uh, because it, the texture grosses me out. It makes me gag. Okay. Uh, but I do like Nella wafers. Yeah. So, you know. But I will say, if you gave me the choice between Nella wafers and homemade Christmas sugar cookies, 
I pick Christmas sugar cookies every time. Yeah, especially if they have like homemade frosting on top, which a lot of them appear to. Yeah. I bet that's way more delicious than just a Nilla wafer. Yeah, absolutely. But I do love that he's just drunk, stumbling around people's houses, and he's like yes. pulling out video game after video game or whatever, and he just so seems funny. increasingly mad with every video game, and it's very funny. There's also one where he like goes to the stockings, and there's already like cash stuffed in it, and then he like angrily throws gift cards around that he brought. <laughs> Yeah. And I thought that, that was really funny. Like, they don't even want gift cards anymore. They just want straight up cash. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was gift cards or lotto scratchers. Oh, oh. I, it might have been. I thought it was gift cards, but it might have been lotto scratchers. But it, too. Was, it was either, but something throwable. And he was just like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Then he gets to that one house where the baby is like asleep. And so he gives the baby a present and then sees, I uh, presumably the dad drunk and passed out yeah. and gives him a lump of coal, but then takes the rest of his six pack. He literally steals five of his six beers. <laughs> yeah. And, well, he's just like yeah. rifling through people's houses. It's really funny. Yeah. The only part of this movie that bothered me is when he like, how do you use guns? But he like knows enough about what video games are and like scratchers right. and like he He's he's in he's in people's houses enough. Yeah. To know. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I think they just didn't want him to use a gun, right? Like I don't think they wanted Santa Hat to have an AK. They wanted the brute brute force of hammer time. Exactly. Yeah, you just said I don't use guns. Christmas magic. Boom. Yeah. Done. You know, like Batman. I'm like Batman, I don't use guns. I sort of like that he doesn't use them so much. He doesn't really quite know how they work. Yeah. Like there's a fight where he doesn't realize the safety's on. Yeah. Yeah. Like logistically, that makes sense to me. He was turned into Santa in like the 1100s or whatever they say in this and wouldn't have any need to use a gun. Question, is Santa a vampire? No. I mean, he only works nights and stays in the North Pole almost all the time. He works days in the North Pole. I will not do this blasphemy. I mean, he could just stay indoors in the North Pole and be fine. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. He walks around his old Christmas village. Hashtag not my Santa. <laughs> Hashtag no vamp sant. But what, wait, but what if he's the kind of vampire where he just like glows? <laughs> like he's got the skin of a killer, Bella. Like, this is the present sack of a killer, my Killer Bella. Those aren't vampires either, Paige. Hashtag not my vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can go out into the forest and glitter, you're not my vampire. Anyway, so we cut back to uh, the house where everyone's kind of getting ready for bed and going to sleep. And Trudy is sad because she didn't get to go see Santa at the mall because her dad didn't take her. He was busy doing something else. We will find out yeah. that he was busy planning to steal all this money. Well, I, we do sort of find out through various sort of hintings at it that the problems in her parents' relationship are that her dad, the business owner Gertrude's son, is like a workaholic trying to win her favor and like is, doesn't really spend a lot of time in the relationship. And what they need is Denzel Washington to come down and date right. Trudy's mother. <laughs> right, but I mean, instead he'll have to suffer, he'll have to settle for $300 million. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, $299 million and $500,000, Paige. Right, right, right. So they'll have to, you know, tighten the belts a bit. Um, anyway, <laughs> he has an idea. So he goes down to like the old game room downstairs and finds a walkie-talkie. Yeah. And gives it to her and basically says, this connects to Santa. And he might be busy because it's Christmas Eve but he'll hear anything you want to tell him so you can tell him what you want and they kind of like listen at the door as she's like 
I've been a really good girl this year, but what I really want is for my parents to get back together and for my family to be a family again. Yeah. <gasps> and they're like right outside the door when they hear this and they just like look at each other and sort of walk away. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that's brutal. Well, and she she says to him, she's like, I watched Cowboy Bebop and I will never be okay in this relationship ever again. Oh, wow. You think that's why she left? Because his performance in Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. Was it that bad, Mikey? Vicious is the worst part of what they did on that show. Oh, no. The anime was difficult to capture in a live action format. Anyway, she says to him, you know that she loves to see Santa. And he's like, I was busy. I'm sorry. And she's upset about it. Yeah. So as they're all kind of getting tucked in, getting to bed, Santa arrives at the mansion Mm -hmm. and he tries her cookies and they're delicious and homemade. Uh, even though the milk is skim, he dumps the milk out and pours himself like old whiskey from the cabinet. Oh, yeah. It's, it's from 1938. I remember because he goes, <laughs> oh, some pre-war shit. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, God, this is a guy who knows his scotch or whatever. Was it scotch, Mikey? I figured you'd know. I thought it was bourbon. Oh, I think it okay. was bourbon. It may have been scotch. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then she has like a like a Brookstone or like a, a sharper image massage chair that he just like sits in. <laughs> Paige, he falls asleep in that chair. I love it. He's not just a little drunk. Well, Santaing. He is very, very drunk. Yes. Meanwhile, while that's happening, John Leguizamo arrives at the gate and kills the gate guy. Yeah. Like he is clearly a bad dude. And then he kind of radios into the rest of the house where he's like, coast is clear. I'm coming in. Let's do this. So in the house, everyone who is staff starts just straight up murdering people who are not in on the plan. Yeah. It is a fucking bloodbath. It is pretty crazy. And they're setting up a thing where they're trying to like open the vault downstairs. It's diehard. It is diehard. I was just about to say that, except instead of it being a Nakatomi Plaza, it's at- It's in a mansion. A house, right? Well, it is a mansion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Santa wakes up to the sounds of gunshots in the house. And tries to leave. And I don't know if he was like too drunk to leave or if the Christmas magic was like, you've got work here, Santa. And until your work is done. That's an interesting reading. Okay. I didn't think about that. I thought it was just because he was shit faced. Yeah. I don't know. Because he does do it a couple other times and doesn't leave. Right. So so maybe it's just because he's shit faced. But he is trying to get back up to the roof. And this is where like he establishes that like the the whole touch my nose, nose, turn to dust, go up the roof thing. Right. Or go up the chimney. Well, I mean, we've seen him do it a couple times and we saw him do it to come into the house. But yeah, so he's trying yeah. to go and can't. Meanwhile, uh, he's kind of like hiding. He's got whiskey nose. He's got whiskey <laughs> nose. Uh, John Link was almost like, find everyone in the house that's not family and kill them. Meanwhile, Trudy's parents hear what's going on, try to grab Trudy to try and get out of the house and leave. But they're found. They round everyone up. Mom, Judy Gemstone and her family, Trudy and her family in that main room. And John Leguizamo was like, I want what's in your vault. That's why we're here. We're yeah. here to rob you. And he tells the rest of the people, he's like, kill everyone else, basically, who's not in this room. Like, that's not with us. So they go searching through the house. And this is where Santa accidentally makes a noise as he's watching through the window or through the door and a guy hears him and comes in and that guy has a fucking Uzi and he tries to (laughs) wrestle it away from him and shoots up through the ceiling, which makes the reindeer fly away. Yeah, they get freaked (laughs) out and they fly away. Yeah. 
Right. And this movie does establish that they take shits on people's rooftops, which is pretty funny. And they're pretty, they're like sentient. So they're like, ah, fuck this shit. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, we're getting out of here. Yeah, they bounce. But like, I do think it's funny that I guess it was like right when he got there before he actually goes down the chimney the first time, he's like yelling at Blitzen for taking a shit on the roof. It's Prancer. It's oh, is Prancer? Prancer's the okay. one. That, he's like, Prancer left a big log up there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he ends up fighting with this guy and they get tangled in Christmas lights. He ends up pushing him out a window and the guy falls onto like a Christmas display that has these like sharp icicle obelisk kind of things. Yeah. So he ends up just like impaled on one, whereas Santa ends up just in the snow. Yeah. So he tries to get back up to the roof. The reindeer are gone. He's now stranded. So he goes back into the house. So he ends up kind of in the game room. Yeah. So that's where he is. Meanwhile, the secure former security team, now home invaders, finds the guy that's impaled on the thing. And they're like, um, the, he was like an elite repelling climber guy. He probably didn't fall <laughs> out so a window. Like, so out yeah. a window. Yeah. Like what's happening? It's funny. We've got a gopher is what they call it. They're like, there's somebody here. So. They send people to look for whoever last saw the guy that got impaled. Yeah, well, and they also go check the security system because this place has cameras everywhere. I mean, they know pretty quickly that there's a guy dressed as Santa fucking their plan up, right? Right. Clearly, they don't think it's the real Santa, but, you know, right. Christmas magic or whatever. Christmas magic or whatever. Meanwhile, Trudy uh, is trying to talk into the walkie-talkie and there's no response. Yeah. So, we cut to the game room where Santa's freaking the fuck out because he can't leave, he can't knows yeah. thing he can't do anything he's trapped in a very bad situation more or less i mean he probably should have just like booted it for the forest and like never looked back i guess i i don't know but another guy finds him and we hear the crackle of a walkie-talkie and at first we think it's going to be trudy yeah but it turns out to be this other guy who they get in a hand-to-hand -hand stab fight where santa gets stabbed in this movie yeah. by the way Santa takes damage yeah santa takes damage but he ends up fighting this dude and then shoving a a star from the top of the Christmas tree into, into his, his eye, eye. Yeah, it's great. and then plugging it in so that guy's head catches <sighs> on fire. fire. So this is the part where I'm laughing hysterically and no one is laughing. Is the oh, fire, I was dying. The fire going on in the head a lot. Dude, everyone was laughing in my theater the whole time he's like talking on the radio with I think it's John Leguizamo at that moment. Yes. And the head is just like on fire in the scene. Like yeah. And he's just talking on the walkie-talkie. It was very funny. Well, and he, he's like, oh, he's dead. I burned his head with like a star. It's whatever. <laughs> I mean, you guys should probably come get him anyway. Yeah. Um, but he changes the channel, and this is when he does pick up Trudy. And Trudy is like, I'm trapped with all these people in this room. He realizes it's a girl in the house. Yeah. And now he, I think, feel because he looks up her name on his scroll. He knows that she's on the nice list, not the naughty list. I did love the scroll because it was cool in and of itself. But it also like would give you little facts about them. Yes. So it would like pop up like kind to animals. Does her chores. Yeah. 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 And then like when it's like John Leguizamo pops up, it's like, you know, hates Christmas. Killed <laughs> yeah. Own brother, <laughs> yeah, punches <laughs> babies like it's all like bad yeah. shit around it. I thought that was very funny. Very funny. So he sees that she's nice, and then he sees a whole list of naughty, which is basically everybody else in the house. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, Trudy, I'm coming for you." Yeah. And you're just like, 
Yes. <laughs> so this is where this made me laugh out loud in the theater that a, a lot of other people didn't. He throws off his Santa coat and they do it in slow motion and like soft focus to like, yeah. woo, Santa. It's hysterical with all the uh tattoos and stuff yeah yeah the tattoos i was here for the Dude, tattoos thick santa does it oh like he works yes yeah i was thinking of like a history of violence like the, the <laughs> like all those tattoos i mean it, here's the thing i'm here for tattoos like i'm just saying it like always have been probably always will be uh he stitches his own side closed, like where he got slashed by the guy. But it's like all with like Christmas shit. It's so perfect. With an ornament hanger? Yes. <laughs> and like tinsel he like strips for like to yes. make like a string or whatever. It's so funny. It's so, And then wrapping paper to like <laughs> bandage it. And ribbon. And it doesn't stay. It like no, does not stay. But it's not, no. And then he like puts on, he's got like... A flowy Santa blouse and a Santa coat, and he puts it on and just kind of leaves it open in yeah. the center for a bit mm -hmm. as he's then like talking to Trudy because she's got headphones in so they can't hear. And this is where he's telling her, like, I used to be a, a bad guy, like, you know, I, I, and kind of admits to her that he's struggling with being Santa in a weird way. But this is where we get the first flash of him as a Viking. Uh, not the full one, but just no. the first glimpse that that's what this is. It's like a quick five second shot. Yeah. And it's just like him, Viking helmet, not gray hair, covered in like blood. blood. And that was when I was like, I can hear Paige going like, oh, right now <laughs> from L.A. Because <laughs> if I've learned anything over the course of this month, it is that Paige is here for sadistic Santas. <laughs> murder Santas? Yeah. It's not just Santas. Paige is very My type attractive is murder to Santa. murderers. Yeah. No, Paige is like, oh, he, he killed and ate her, but like, look at him. I mean. I'd go for a drive with him a little bit. In our Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 episode, Paige, the whole episode is trying to justify his like, oh, he was only killing a rapist and a loan shark, so it's fine. <laughs> Up until he accidentally electrocutes her Acc boyfriend. Accidentally, Paige? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> accidentally. Paige. Oh my god <laughs> Up until he electrocutes her boyfriend He had only killed people who deserved it Just say Yeah until he accidentally killed her boyfriend Yeah And then goes on a garbage day kill spree <laughs> And don't act like you did not love that kill spree Paige I loved that movie But I wasn't the one <laughs> trying to justify his actions Because I wanted to climb him I, I mean <laughs> it's a character Okay He's playing a character Um <laughs> Okay, I don't know, Paige. But you were justifying it like women who marry serial killers while they're in prison justify it. Oh, no, that's crazy. That's the line. She would only have a casual relationship sexually with him. <laughs> yeah, I would never marry him. Look, if your serial killer looks like Sebastian Stan, I cannot be held accountable for my actions. Most of them aren't that cute. <laughs> most, Mikey. <laughs> most of them. I I'm speechless. <laughs> you spent 20 minutes before we started recording yelling at us about how you wanted us to sell tickets to your death by fighting a kangaroo. That Why can't true. you believe in me? <laughs> also, I don't think it's fair for you to judge Mikey since you can pick out any actress based on her teeth alone. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have your weird things, too. Yeah, you uh, do. My weird... Th I don't pick out any teeth of only serial killers. And Um, Mikey, one time we played... Yes, there was that one little Casey Anthony thing. Fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was like, we played the tooth game and you guessed serial killers. I have a hard line rule. The more attractive someone is, the more suspicious I am of them. And just because I think they're hot also means I think I probably wouldn't want to date them because they probably kill people. And you know what? I'm willing to take that chance. So call me an optimist. <laughs> Don't you believe in my dreams of fighting an animal that's bigger than me that maybe I could take. Maybe it would kill me. We got to put it all on the line. It would kill you. I do think I could sell a lot of tickets to that, though, Mikey. So I'm not against it. I wish the world was more like, uh, what's the steampunk i feel like me fighting a kangaroo <laughs> in an arena would be allowed in a steampunk like world like right now people would be mad about it but like in steampunk world it sounds like it would be like common so you think if we just had more gears and a lot of goggles this would be okay I think what Mikey thinks in his brain is that people started to not be okay with abusing animals for profit and fun when electricity was invented. Yeah. Oh, because we could see it clearly and how horrifying <laughs> it was? You can't have a kangaroo fight with lamplights. We could, though. I mean, P.T. Barnum was just killing those whales because they deserved it. <laughs> what were those kangaroos wearing? Why don't we talk to Ahab and see what he thinks about that? Whatever. Dude, you're harshing my hot Santa buzz. They gave me a shirtless Santa with Norse tattoos and you're ruining it. I feel like Good. that's what you married, Paige. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for a reason, Todd. <laughs> anyway. So he bandages up. He's talking to Trudy. Meanwhile, John Leguizamo now has footage from the cameras and they've got two dead guys. So he goes into the room where all the hostages are and he's like, who the fuck is in league with hot Santa? And they're like, <laughs> not I, Lord. And then <laughs> Trudy is like, it's me, fucker, and makes a run for it. Yeah. Just takes off. And because she's small and wily, she outruns them and makes her way to the attic. I think it's also as much as like people don't want to shoot a child. So like all the people with guns in the room are like, wait, do we just tackle her or should we shoot her? I think and then yeah, they hesitated. Yeah, in that hesitation or confusion or whatever, she gets away and then eventually ends up in the attic, although we don't see that just yet. Right. So Santa, now having done his little belly surgery, is like, I'm gonna go <laughs> You mean wrapping his healthcare present? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> adding an extra scar that's going to look super sexy when it heals up. Hell yeah. So he has to call for help. He has to find a way to call for help. So he makes his way out to the gate. This is where he finds out that the guy at the gate is dead and overhears on the walkie-talkie that the extraction team that they think is coming to help the family is maybe not. Yeah. But they're on their way. Yeah. So he goes back to the house, calls Trudy, and he's like, it's bad. And he ends up in like... No, I guess that's after. He calls Trudy. She's like, I'm going to set up booby traps like Home Alone. And he's like, I don't know what that is. Which I think <laughs> is really funny that Santa doesn't see movies. I mean, why would he? He's from the 1100s or whatever. Because you can enjoy them. Well, yeah, but I just don't think I feel that's... like he would need something to do with the North Pole. But maybe it just takes that long to make all those toys. Yeah, he's making toys for the every person ever. make the toys he supervises. 
Well, and at least one of those elves wants to be a dentist, so. But he doesn't watch movies. I, I don't know. But, like, I did like that he has no idea what that is. And he's like, I don't care what you do as long as you do it quietly. Just don't make noise. He might just not like Christmas movies how I don't like watching work movies. That could be. <laughs> I love that rating. Like, he <laughs> loves New movies. Year's Eve. He hates <laughs> yeah. Love Actually. Yeah. Everyone should hate Love I've Act. seen every Ong Bak, but none of the Santa Claus movies. <laughs> that, I mean, that. He is Christmas. Why would he watch movies about it? That is very funny. Yeah. Anyway, this begins another little kind of in-joke that he and Trudy have about her not saying the word asshole and (laughs) and saying anus instead, where she's like, we're going to take that coal and shove it up their assholes. And he's like, hey, let's not end up on the naughty list. She's like, butthole and he's like mm, and she's like anus and he's like technically that is correct yeah that's we're going that. to let's shove go the coal up their anuses <laughs> yes so back downstairs in the main room while they're looking for trudy they are trying to pass the time till the extraction team arrives until they can get the vault open and so they have the hostages start opening presents starting with grandma And this is so uncomfortable, but I love it uh, that the boyfriend decides to go first and he basically gives her a pitch deck for her to invest in a movie starring him. Oh my God. I love this scene because like he is not a movie star. He has just been in movies, but he's trying to talk up how like people in parts of Asia love him. And then Judy Gemstone is like, oh, we were just in parts of Asia and we couldn't even get like a table. It was so crazy. I feel like he's playing himself. Yes. It's with a surprising amount of self-awareness that I kind of love because it made me want to see him in more things because I was like, I had always kind of just written this dude off as like the villain in Twilight that occasionally does other stuff. But seeing this, I was like, this was really funny. (laughs) Like, he gets it. It's great. But it's not well received, obviously. And the people with guns, like the people holding them hostage are taunting them for their gifts, which I also found funny. Well, the guy who was playing Krampus is like, a extra level of sociopath oh and i was here for it like he wasn't just in it for the money he was also in this caper for the murder and i love that energy (laughs) i felt like krampus was great i felt like they couldn't get charlie day oh yeah i mean you definitely couldn't get charlie day to do that role but he does have some like Short King, like short king wild card energy energy. yeah yes yes absolutely This is Mikey from Harvirgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvirgin here. <laughs> Talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor, they ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto. Keto. Mikey, you said it wrong so many times, I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? 
keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. <laughs> so just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% half. off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So next, Judy Gemstone gives her gift, which is a framed photo of her and her mom on the day of her birth. Yeah. And I just love that Beverly D'Angelo's like, I don't need this. I was there. And then just <laughs> throws it across the room. Well, she sets it down and then Krampus picks it up and is like, yeah, worst gift ever. And he throws it out the hallway. <laughs> Like, it's insane. It's great. We get a cutaway to, and we get a couple of these, to them trying to open the vault yeah. Yeah. downstairs. Well, it's Die Hard. You have to cut to it every 20 minutes. Right. So they cut back from the vault and from seeing Santa on the, the CCTVs yeah. to Grandma opening up Trudy's dad's present. Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, Clark Timmy Griswold's wife. wife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he seems to not want her to open it. And he's like, well, no, you should open that tomorrow. And there's a card with it. So it's her favorite whiskey and a card. And she opens it and reads it and then just tucks it into her jacket and is like, thank you. And now that, now that I know the end, she really was proud. Yeah. I don't think she was mad. I think she was like, oh my God, this is the best gift I yes. could have gotten. Yes. You moved the $300 million. I may not be thrilled about your motivation as to why you moved it, but like, good on you. You had the family instinct. Yes. Which we come to find out later in the movie that she, I think, murdered her dad to take over the company. I think so. Yeah. Like. It's hinted at at least The whole time I was watching this I was like Is this what secession's like? Because I don't watch it Yes It honestly is Like even with the murderous Santa Claus Yeah 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 a little bit <laughs> It's not as extreme But yes Yeah that is what succession is like It is like this With the kids fucking each other over To try and jockey for position mm -hmm. As to who takes over The Fox Corporation Because it's like based on the Murdochs mm. Yeah but also The the head The patriarch So good is, is he losing his mind? Is he not? Is he playing games? with them is he positioning them like pawns to play against each other it's wild yeah and the guy who plays logan roy who was like a big actor i can't remember his name is oh, yeah, so yeah. good ripped not ripped horn <laughs> brian cox yeah brian cox uh, who yeah was also in the best x-men movie uh true x2 anyway so uh grandma knows what's up and uh is keeping a secret uh but john leguizamo as well as the hot suit santa daddy and then uh one of the other killers the one that throws knives kira i believe is what we'll find out her name is yeah um they find santa and interrogate him they basically pull him back up to that room to ask him questions and he keeps being like well i'm santa claus and they're just like 
we know you're delusional, but like <laughs> we know that's who you're dressed as. Who are you actually? Or who are you actually? Yeah. And we get a little bit of John Leguizamo's character talking about why he hates Christmas. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, but then we also have Santa being like, well, Bjorn, you did this. And Kira, you did this. So like he clearly knows who they are. But then my favorite <laughs> is that Bjorn and Kira, Kira's like, wait a second, could he be? And he's like, don't say dumb things out loud or don't be dumb out loud. I think is what he says. <laughs> I know yeah. you're dumb, but don't say things out loud to, to prove <laughs> my point. Don't be stupid yeah. out loud. By the way, Bjorn's name, his code name is Gingerbread. Gingerbread. And, um, th that girl, I can't remember her name, but they call her Candy Cane. That's her code Kira name. Kira is Candy Cane. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's great. So meanwhile, they're like trying to actually kill him and strangle him. And he like sneezes himself out onto the roof. Yeah. And they're left there being like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? Well, I mean, because he was like tied up more or less and then touches his nose and gets sucked up through the chimney. Like that would be an insane thing to see. Right. Well, and John Lake was almost like he must have had like a pulley system. <laughs> like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He's trying to explain it, but there's just no way. He figures out how it gets done later in the movie. So it's fine. He figures oh, it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're still trying to break into the vault, and they know that the extraction team is coming. They hear them rumbling right outside the house on their snowmobiles. And this is when Beverly D'Angelo is like, ha, 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 you guys done <laughs> fucked up now, because now my extraction team is here, and they're going to kill you. And then, like, the complete opposite happens, and it's great. Yeah. Well, I think his name is Morgan. The character's name is Morgan, but Judy Gemstone's boyfriend. Yeah, Judy Gemstone's, I thought now husband. I thought they were married. I don't know. It might be boyfriend yeah, or whatever. Know. But yeah. he like runs and like jumps out the window. It's, it's on the ground floor. So he just like runs out <laughs> yeah, into yeah. the yard and then runs up to the extraction team and then they just shoot him. Yeah, well, he he's like, <laughs> here's what's going on. There's guys inside, reconnaissance, because he's being like... He he had this whole speech of like, well, if I was on the 9-11 planes, very oh, that speech. Oh my god. Very Wahlberg, very uh, it was wild. It, I was I was like, oh my God, this is definitely based off of Mark Wahlberg. So funny. And so he gets out into the snow and does fake karate moves. And then it's just like, here's a mission report. <laughs> like, yeah. here's what's going on inside. There's hostages, we're alive, whatever. And they're like, cool, bro, and just shoot him. Yeah. Because the extraction team is not there to extract, but rather to assist in the invasion. Which I thought was like very clear because the whole time yeah. Beverly D'Angelo's character has been like, you know, we have all of these like extra like countermeasures in place in case something like this happens. And the whole time he's like, I know. Yeah. I did my research. Uh, and he even says like. I know we have nine to 12 minutes before your team gets here. Like he knows when they're shocked that the extraction team is in on it. I was like, that was the most predictable thing you could have said. Well, we needed more people to kill. I know. That's what I'm saying. We needed that. But also I did love when she tried to go to her panic room and yes. definitively tries to <laughs> lock Judy Gemstone out. And then she's like, can Bertrude come too? And she's just like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, yeah. no. And, and also she gets into that panic room and it's definitely big enough for multiple people. <laughs> yes. I mean, they all could have fit for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so the extraction team comes in. They have the key to the vault yeah so part of them go into the vault he sends the rest to go find santa who now that he has sneezed himself outside is in like kind of like their woodshed outside like an extra garage yeah. is kind of what it is and trudy is upstairs watching from the window and has booby trapped the attic so 
first, she and Santa call and Santa's like, this might be the end of the line. I have been stabbed. I'm not in good shape. A bunch of bad guys just showed up. This may be it. I don't know how much more I can do. And she's like, well, what do you wish for? And he's like, I wish I could see Mrs. Claus one more time, which is very, very sweet. It is Because it seems like he does truly love her, which is why I was kind of bummed we didn't meet her. Yeah. But he takes his ring off and it rolls across the floor to a sledgehammer, which as he's been talking to Trudy, he's told her more of his like, I was a Viking. I had a skull crusher hammer. It like dripped with blood. Like, and we get the full shot of him as a Viking. It's wild. Yeah, Yeah, it's so good. Because we do see his skull crusher hammer in that shot of him from like Viking times. Right. And it is covered in blood. Right. And he's like, I could line up three skulls and just like threw them all. (laughs) Yeah. Like, damn. Okay. So she then says into the walkie talkie, then make that wish happen. So he puts his ring back on, he grabs that hammer, and he fucking goes to work. Literally cracks skulls for the next 15 minutes. It's just straight. It's great. But I'll be honest with you, I cringed a lot during these hammer fight scenes. Because you are seeing their heads get caved in, and their legs get broken, and all that shit. They did come in... Like two at a time. I was like, why would you have 30 people and only send them in two at a time? Largely so you could get killed by a big hammer. Yeah, but they also, at one point, he's hiding and like sneaking up on them. So it's like, there's probably more, but like he's working his way around. Fuck, those sneaking up on scenes where like you see him like behind them, like sneaking, and then you see him grab him with tinsel and choke him out or whatever. It's so dumb. I loved it. <laughs> well, and then he ties he ties two of them up with like jump ropes and puts yeah. them through a wood chipper. Oh, there's three oh, of yeah, them. Oh, yeah, that Paige. part was good. Yeah. Oh, is it three of them? Yeah. yeah it's so brutal. Well, and it's just like and just like like spackles the wall with blood. It's so just crazy. like it was it was kind of like the scene in Prey where the predator just kills all those trappers. Like it's that level of madness, it basically. Is. And then he comes out after defeating all of them. And the one remaining like comms guy outside <laughs> tries to run away and he throws the hammer and gets him in the head from far away yeah. and then kills him. And you're just like, oof. Magoof. Like, this is brutal. Yeah. So, we cut inside the house where they have tracked Trudy down, and he hears over the walkie talkie that she's in trouble, and he's like, I'm coming for you, Trudy. And Bjorn and Kira have found that little stairway up to the attic, which she is kind of laid out with like, a, like a welcome mat that has a bunch of drill bits sticking out of it. Yeah. And then she's got nails on the ladder. And they're like, well, we can clearly see these. This isn't a booby trap. And what they haven't noticed is that she has sawed one of the rungs of the ladder. So if you step on it, you'll fall onto the nails. And that's what he does. Because that's he exactly like excitedly climbs the ladder like, huh, I can easily avoid the nail. And he does. But he doesn't avoid that broken ladder step and he just eats it, man. His nail goes right through (laughs) his chin. Yeah, through his chin and up into his mouth like the end of Hot Fuzz. Just like, oh! Oh, no, it's exactly like that. Yeah, like with the steeple or whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Funny. Fuck about the model village then. Uh, But yeah, it's... (laughs) And the entire theater was just like, oh, oh yeah, no, like, whoa. So then he has to lift his head up to get 
it off the nail. She climbs up over him, and this is where Trudy releases a fuck ton of bowling balls. But, like, has them positioned to where they fall off the shelf and then hit a perfectly positioned trampoline to bounce them directly (laughs) towards the hole that Candy Cane and Gingerbread are trying to come out of. Right. Like, climb into the attic from. Right, and knocking Gingerbread, a.k.a. Bjorn, down onto that pile of drill bits. Yes. Just, like... Oh, so brutal. So Candy Cane comes up. Meanwhile, downstairs, Gingerbread Bjorn gets up and he's pulling drill bits out and he's like looking at one of them. Oh, God. Another bowling ball comes down, nails him in the hand so that he impales his (laughs) own head with a drill bit. And then he falls back on those drill bits. Like, I mean, he was already dead once that nail goes through his head or whatever. But yeah, so funny. It was. I laughed so hard. It was great. Candy Cane's walking around the attic and trips what she thinks is like a wire, but it's really just for Trudy to kind of like trick her into getting into position. Yeah. Because then Trudy has like an exercise band and she's shooting stuff at her. But my favorite is like, it's like a tennis ball, a slightly larger ball. And then she's got a (laughs) dumbbell that is clearly far too heavy for Trudy to hold. That dumbbell would be like 30 pounds. It had like a few weights on each side. I, but she like shoots it at her and it hits her right in the face. It's so funny. Right in the like, face. No way. Yep. Knocks her down. And at this point, Santa comes upstairs. He has made his way to the attic and he has Trudy turn around, cover her ears and sing jingle bells while he brutally murders Kira with a hammer. Well, I mean, in, in fairness to Santa, she was literally about to shoot Trudy when he hits Candy Cane with his uh, sledgehammer. And then he's like, all right, sing jingle bells and like, don't listen because this is going to get brutal. And he does like sledgehammer her face to death. Yeah. 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 And while he's doing it, he's like, you were going to kill a fucking child. Here's- yeah. <laughs> Naughty! Naughty! Yeah. Meanwhile, they get to the vault downstairs and they open it and it is empty. So they go up to where the hostages are and are like, where's the fucking money in the fucking vault? (laughs) And no one wants to tell them. And so they're threatening and he's threatening to like, I could shoot anyone at random. And they're like, but then you might shoot the person who knows. (laughs) The kid, the dumb kid, Bertitude or whatever. (laughs) Bertitude? Bertitude? (laughs) If Bertitude is not his TikTok handle, I don't know what is it's 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 like uh, um but if you shoot one of us what if it's the one that knows where the money is and he's like damn it (laughs) damn it yes so good um but so he starts to try and narrow it down where he's like well it couldn't be people like it can't be the guy who's dead outside obviously right she and then this girl seemed to have not known there was money to begin with so it's probably her so he's holding trudy's mom hostage And he's threatening to kill her. Yes. Which makes Trudy's dad be like, I did it. It was me. And he basically says, he's like, I was trying to get away from this horrible family and try to get us back together so that I wouldn't have to be holden to them. I wouldn't have to work for them. And I wouldn't have to miss out on time for my family. And then her mom, Trudy's mom, is like, so you wanted to get away from your family by stealing more of their money? Like, you wanted to prove that you didn't need their money by stealing a lot of their money? Like, what are we doing? I mean, in all fairness, if I had $300 million, I wouldn't care about how much money my parents had, you know? Right. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, I'll show you guys where it is. We'll go. So they take him and the mom outside so that he can show them where the money is. Meanwhile, it's time for Santa to fuck some shit up. (laughs) 
He's already been fucking shit up for like 40 minutes, Paige. Yeah. He's been fucking shit up for like 40 minutes, but he's basically slowly killing off the other guards and stuff that are left. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is like the part in Die Hard where it's like, ho, 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 now I have a gun. Yeah, now I have a machine gun. That's pretty early in Die Hard. I know, Hard. but now he's yeah. turning it from that to like going to kill yeah. everyone left. That's what that's what's happening here. But that was the hammer scene in the barn. He killed legitimately 30 people in that barn. And it was like a 15 minute scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Ho, 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 now I have a sledgehammer. We're at the part in Die Hard where he is shooting out the glass and his feet are bleeding. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, I've watched Die Hard. Not enough. Let's go for another A round. A few times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my Christmas movie traditions. Yeah. So they go out to a giant nativity outside the house, and that's where the son has hidden all of the money in duffel bags basically below the hay bales. Yeah. So they're pulling the money out. As soon as they verify that the money is there, John Leguizamo calls the people left in the house and he's like, kill the hostages. And it's like Krampus so, who's like super excited. He's like, all he's right, my everybody, He is my it's favorite of the, of the ones. Of the <laughs> well, and he's trying to make them choose which one should go first. And so Judy Gemstone and her kid Bertrude, because she, they volunteer Trudy's mom. They're like, oh, she's yeah. not even blood. Kill her first. Like. Yeah. Immediately, and she's like, "Um, excuse me, like you're awful. Your kids kill them first. Like who? So it's this like whole argument, but it serves to distract Krampus long enough for them to beat the shit out of him with fire fireplace pokers. Essentially, yeah. I mean, they kill him with them. Like they beat well, him they, to they death. They think he's dead. Well, that's true. But then Judy Jemson sure. stabs him. Yeah, stabs him with one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So now. <laughs> They've taken care of him. I do love that, like, it cuts to, like, up from the murder. Like, we just saw Judy stab him, and it's, like, them, like, you know, it's nice to do something as a family for a change. As a family. <laughs> it's nice to do something together. So as they've just finished killing, Santa and Trudy burst through the door. Yeah. And they're like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, Mr. Claus. And they're like, well, just do what Mr. Claus says, I guess. So he hands Trudy's mom a gun because she used to hunt. Yeah. And he's like... Let's go get like, let's go get the money. Let's go get the other people. So they go outside and he has Trudy's mom covering him with the gun. Yeah. While he basically just goes ham on that nativity with that hammer. It's great. Holy shit. <laughs> well, she's not even really like, I mean, she is shooting at the extraction team, right? But she's like right. not great. Well, she does shoot that guy in the balls. I know that. I yes. love that part because she like shoots him and she's like, oh, I hit somebody. And he's like. Oh, my nuts! Like, he's, yeah. so, he's in so much pain, and I think he lives. No. Oh, does someone Santa kill Santa puts him out of his misery. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but- Anyway, it was just so funny, because she looked as surprised as he did that he had been shot in the nuts that she actually hit him. Right, well, and so Santa as is not subtly getting pe- He's just like, naughty! Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's great. So John Leguizamo... Along with Beverly D'Angelo and the money and Trudy's dad, I think, take off on snowmobiles. Yeah, I mean, they're John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo's trying to get away with the money and has Beverly D'Angelo as a hostage, I believe. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's one guy, the head extraction team guy. Right. Also goes. So there's like a bunch of people in play, but it very much is like all the bad guys that are still alive versus all the good guys that are still alive. And Santa's in the mix somewhere. Right. So Santa steals the manger. Oh, that's right. And he goes sledding with yeah. the manger. He Holy uses it as shit. a toboggan. Yes. That's he so, uses I forgot. It's so funny. Of course, it was Paige so calls funny. a sled a toboggan. Get out of here. What do you, 
this is what it is. It's toboggan shaped. I don't know enough about sledding to know what toboggan shaped is. You're an elitist. Because she knows what a toboggan is? It's a hat. They're plastic and they sell them at Walmart. Anyway, so he toboggans. Meanwhile, Beverly D'Angelo wrestles a gun away from one of the bad guys and she's trying to shoot. So she ends up falling off the snowmobile. So Who is like the most obvious body double I've ever seen in a yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To the point where I was like, wait, who was that on? The- oh, oh, no. Yeah, that's it's like we could not afford a stunt woman for her. So we just wrapped this person in a coat. Yes. Santa ends up on a snowmobile and gets to what I- it looks like a burned out cabin, like an older cabin that was on the property that is no longer used. Yeah. And John Leguizamo stands there as if he's just like, come get me, Santa, and then steps aside. And there's a stump that kind of upends the snowmobile i mean santa and the snowmobile go through that dilapidated shack wall yes and like end up inside the shack like he hits it hard well and then he and john leguizamo go hand-to-hand combat well because john leguizamo's an idiot and wastes every one of his bullets immediately when he can't see santa right right it's right. a real steven seagal kind of move yeah or well, seagull, as sorry seagull as they're fighting um, which I, I guess we didn't cover it when it was in the sledgehammer scene, but he also like sharpens a candy cane and uses it to shiv like oh four people to death. God. So he stabs good. someone in his eye. Oh, it's so crazy. It was like Wolverine, but with candy canes. Yes. So what you're saying, it was like Wolverine, but better. Yeah. Well, Logan was good. Yeah, it's fair. Logan was great. So as they're fighting in this dilapidated house, they kind of foreshadow because they're fighting against what used to clearly be a fireplace and chimney. And so yeah. they kind of give you a hint like, winky, wink, it's Chekhov's chimney. And John Leguizamo literally stabs through Santa's hand with a climbing <laughs> saw. Yeah, it's like one of those climbing picks that you use yes. to ice climb. Yes. Yeah. And through Santa's hand. He's also wearing ice climbing like they're not boots. You like strap them to your boots. But like the yeah, spikes that you strap to your boots to ice climb with. Right. So every time he's kicking Santa, yes. he's like stabbing him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he ice picks his hand to this chimney and he's like strangling him and he's about to try and like kill Santa with like, I think he's got a knife or another, the other ice pick, whatever it it's is. It's a karambit. It's it's a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Santa rips his hand through the pick. Oh, and they show it too, man. That is brutal. Oh. oh. And then touches his nose and we realize they're right in front of the chimney. And so your brain does the math of like, wait, what happens if he's holding on to a guy? And then you just watch as he pulls John Leguizamo through the chimney. And when he gets oh, up so at the funny. top of the chimney, it's just like a square of bones and terror. It literally is just his torso. Yeah. <laughs> raining blood down that chimney. It's insane. I scream laughed. It was so funny oh, to me. The, the best part, I think, of John Leguizamo's character arc is that like he's like, I'm glad you're real because I feel like my whole life has led up to this moment of destroying Christmas. And with that, yeah. whole, that whole backstory of the yeah. neighbors and all that. Oh, so because funny. Because John Leguizamo does get confirmation that he is real Santa. Like he pulls up the scroll yeah. and sees his yes. own name and like it clearly yeah. is magical, right? So like right. he knows and he is so happy, guys, that he gets to be the one to kill Santa. Like he's so that happy. level of Steven Siegel evil. Which is a good villain. Yeah. I mean, great villain, but also that death. 
Oh my so goodness. It's how we all hope Steven Seagal goes. Absolutely. Killed by the magic of Christmas. He couldn't fit through any fireplace. Neither could, <laughs> could John Leguizamo, <laughs> no page, that's the point. But as Santa is at the top of the chimney, he gets shot by the other... Extraction guy. Yeah, by the extraction team leader or whatever, yeah. Who, of like, so Santa falls and you're like, oh my God, is Santa going to die? And he's about to shoot Santa in the head when Beverly D'Angelo caps that guy yeah. just like doesn't even warn him just like boom it is great it's great so santa's dying and they're like and he's like i'm cold and they're like we've got to keep him warm so they burn some of the money to try and keep him warm and this is like where the whole family's there so it's like yes judy and bertrudy and then trudy and uh the mom as well i forget her name but and trudy's dad is also there and trudy's dad is like we got to keep him warm let's start a fire let's use the you know the fires that are growing out to like start more fires to keep him warm and so they're like burning cash to keep the fire going yes. and judy jensen's like how could you burn? He's almost dead. Why are you wasting that money? We don't have to burn the money. Like what? <laughs> we and then Trudy, because she's very sweet, is like, I know you're the real Santa or whatever. Please don't leave. I believe in you. All that stuff. Yes. Yeah. And then it goes through everyone. And like everyone eventually says, I believe in you to Santa Claus. But like their level of conviction drops with every person saying that because yes. Trudy says it and you're like, damn, she believes. And then her dad says it. He believes Then her mom, well, her says, mom it. says it. Yeah. yeah. But those people believe. And then it gets to like the grandma Beverly D'Angelo. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I believe or what. And then Judy is like, oh. Fuck this. I believe or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Can we just move on with our night? Like, it's so funny. I love that it's Tinkerbell rules where yes. it's like, everyone clap. Everyone <laughs> clap to make Santa Which, live. I honestly think he's got more like Wolverine powers where he's not going to be able to die because of Christmas magic. And, I think like, so too. And I think that's going dumb. to torture him because he's like, I'm so tired of this. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like it's going to torture him as to what made him come back from the dead. Like, was it the $500,000 they burned? Oh. Did they have to pay Christmas Jesus or whatever? And that was the trade for my life. <laughs> like, was it the circle of people believing in me? Like, I don't know how it works. No, I think it'll be one of those things like in time loop movies where you can't die and you're just like, Why? Anyway, yeah. he he comes back to life. That's what I want the sequel to be, Paige. Him fully trying to die and like going into like these like impossible hostage situations and like trying to die but can't die and just mad about it. Can I tell you what I really want from the sequel? Please. Christmas crank. That's what I want. <laughs> It just starts off Ooh. with him dropping from the sleigh at yep. middle, in the middle of the night. Yep. And he's calling yep. Mrs. Claus on the phone like, I love you so much. I'm going to die tonight. But like, it is what it is. And then we get her <laughs> side of the conversation. We we get her listening to the voicemail later in the movie. And all she hears is like the wind rushing past the phone. That is one of my favorite <laughs> things that Crank ever did. Yeah. It's so funny. To it me. is very funny. I've never seen either of those movies, <gasps> but I've Todd. heard people talk about those Todd. movies, and they have both mentioned that scene to no, me. No, stop, stop. Those movies, the, the public sex that Jason Bateman and Amy Smart have is- You mean Jason Statham? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> It'd be way weirder if it was Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> no, Statham. I, but like, those movies are insanity. It's great. But, it's you know, great. if we had super lots of money, we could do an action movie podcast. Yeah. I do crank first. <laughs> I would do Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. I love that movie. It's terrible and a great and I love it's it. It's not terrible. It's a classic. I said great. Anyway. Get these people out. 
Sorry. <laughs> I would do Demolition Man if we're trying to close the loop on what movies we'd start uh, with. Demolition Man. So he wakes up. He's alive. And they're like, oh my God, how are you alive right now? And he's like, I don't know. Crisis magic? Yeah. I don't really know how it works, which I love. Every time he says he doesn't know how it works, I love it. I would love it if in the second one we get like a Miss Claus who was like, a science nerd and is the reason Christmas magic works and has been trying to explain it to him for a thousand years and he just isn't interested. He's like, whatever, babe, it's fine. Yada, 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 it's fine. (laughs) I honestly, specifically want them to avoid explaining it forever. I know. I do like that. It's like the looper time travel stuff. Like, don't don't yes. worry about it. You don't really don't care. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like the origin story, like a Viking origin story where like, I don't know, Thor or somebody gives him the power and he's like, how does it work? He's like, I don't really know. This <laughs> is like, nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> in any version of it knows. That's, I would love that. But Anyway, so he gets up and his reindeer are back and brought his spare sack and his skull crusher. Well, that was uh, there was a note from Mrs. C there. So I assume the skull crusher was from her. Yes. Yes. The original skull crusher. Yeah. And so he flies away into the night and that's almost the movie. Did you stay for the post credit scene? Also, did we talk about he finally ho-ho-ho'd after he killed John Leguizamo? Oh, oh yes. I, yeah, he we did. We didn't say that, but you're right. He does finally I think ho, it's ho, important ho. we have to mention that he found his ho-ho-ho back. Well, and when he comes back from the dead and he's like saying goodbye to the family and ma- mainly Trudy, who has been like, yeah. she was the only one on the good list. So yeah, like he could have just like yeah. bounced. Yeah, yeah. If not for her. So he was like trying to save her the whole movie. They're like saying goodbye to each other. And he's more or less thanking her for like giving him the love of Christmas again. Like he's like, I found my purpose again. Yeah, but I love that his new love of Christmas. Christmas is going to be murderous. I'm here for it. Listen, as you do things a lot, you need to like put a little bit of spin on it to keep your like keep the spark there. And I get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But so there is a a mid credit scene. Yeah. The one with Bert as he's like doing a live Live TikTok or whatever. Yeah. He's like Santa's real bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Santa Claus is real bitch. There's a dead body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so crazy. And. That's That's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Violent Night? I loved it. I'm going to go see it again with Jake and probably my father. (laughs) That is appropriate. I will definitely watch this movie every year. I want to show my family too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is definitely going to be like a Christmas tradition for us. It's way too fun. It's honestly like... I would say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. There are people who would argue that it's not. I definitely think this is like if Die Hard was even more of a Christmas movie, you know? And I'm here for that, absolutely. But I do love Die Hard and do consider it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it will always be. Die Hard 2 is technically a Christmas movie as well. (sighs) Although it's not nearly as good. Yeah, okay. But Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? Not really, uh, but there's a bunch of reviews that hate this movie. And I'm like, what? Why do you hate this? It's so fun. Why why do they hate it? You know what I have to say to them? Bah humbug. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) A lot of them think it's too violent. And they're like, who's this for? It's called Violent Night. It's called Violent (laughs) Night. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Just a few few fun fun facts. So... That line about stopping the hijackers is specifically a reference to Mark Wahlberg. Is it? <laughs> oh, it's, that's it's, so funny. It's almost word for word, which is really funny. That is awesome. 
this is written by the same people who wrote Sonic the Hedgehog, the one that came out in 2020, which, by the nice. way, is way... I love that movie. It's so much better than it has any right to be. I it's haven't so seen it, fun. But, but I remember you guys telling me it was good. Right. Um, now, the saint that is typically tied to Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, is famous for a fight at the Council of Nicaea, which we will not go into today. Aww. But So he would not have been a Viking. This is a, an entirely new mythology, but I am kind of here for it. Uh, now, St. Nicholas, interestingly enough, is the patron saint of sex workers. I was unaware. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The screams of naughty when he kills people is specifically a reference to silent night deadly night hell yeah and john like was at one point in the movie asks what is this guy a small town cop who wants to protect a bunch of kids is a reference to stranger things obviously because it is <laughs> david harbour yeah and for as much as people compare this to the original die hard there's a lot more references to die hard 2 which John Leguizamo was in. So if you're looking for Die Hard. It has been a very long time since I've seen yeah. Die Hard 2. It's amazing how long John Leguizamo's been in movies. He looks good. He, he, he looks great for his but age, He was honestly. in movies in like the mid-90s, like maybe early 90s. Like, yeah. yeah. Like he was the in best. Mario, right? Yeah. That might have been like 89. Oh, yeah, the, the original one. <laughs> yeah, not the one with Chris Pratt. Yeah, and those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts. Page. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So, what do you think the production budget was for Violet Night? And of course, it came out this year. This is actually probably pretty expensive. I think this was, especially after Sonic, because Sonic did so well. Yeah. I think they gave them some money to make this. I think this is about 40 mil. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? Oh, I'm going to go a little lower but the oh the cgi gore was this is the first time i've i actually th like saw the cgi gore and i thought i was like oh they're doing much better at this they're getting a lot they, better they are at getting it. a lot better to the point where i thought a lot of it might have been practical with like cgi after effects like they touch up practical yeah yeah they have done that combination for a while very successfully but i i don't know i honestly don't know if this is a combination or all cgi i think it's a combo i think it's 25 million Okay, Mikey, you are a lot closer. I do think it looks like a $40 million movie, but they it save does. a lot of money because they it's like a single location, really. Right. Like, we're at that house the entire time. The budget was $20 million, okay. So, Mikey, oh, you, were, wow. you were closer. This looks good for $20 million, though. I agree. I, I really do think they save a lot of money by doing it at one location. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the stuff where he's in the sleigh and stuff, yeah. I think a lot of that's green screen and whatever, but Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. But this looks good for 20 million. It really does. And it's does. got a lot of people in it, too. It does. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, it just came out. Like Violet Night premiered on the 2nd of December. So, literally like just came out very recently. So, when I give you the box office numbers, again, like there's been one weekend so far. So, it's going to do more than this. So, the weekend of December 2nd, it was number two at the box office. It was beat by the new Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever, that has almost made $400 million already. Jesus. It's only been out four weeks. Just domestically? I've not seen that yet. So, worldwide, it's made $736 million. Jeez. Again, again, that is Black Panther, not Violet Knight. But I know, I know, I know. Because I know. of what happened with Chadwick Boseman, there was no way that movie was not going to be amazing Absolutely. i haven't seen it yet but i really really but want think about to what it would have made if he was in it and he didn't die i would have loved for him to be in it because i actually really liked him as black panther i did too but i have heard that the movie is 
very, very long. I heard that the movie is very, very long. Oh, no. I, I heard that they spent a lot of time paying some reverence to him in it. I'm sure they do. Uh, which I'm sure is going to make me sob uncontrollably. Yeah, I, I will I will cry when I go see that movie. I cried sure. in the Fast and the Furious where they CGI'd uh, Paul Walker. Paul so Walker. I know, I'll know I'll cry in this. <laughs> yeah. I really want someone to go back in and like deep fake your and my face on those, like in that scene. So it's just like us oh, saying goodbye to away. each other. Yeah. You mean after Mikey dies by getting killed by a kangaroo? Yeah, well, yeah. This is after Mikey dies in the ring fighting his kangaroo nemesis. Right, right. Doctor right. Rue. But okay, so Violent <laughs> Night again is number two mm-hmm. this weekend. Strange World was number three. The Menu, a movie starring John Leguizamo uh, as well, where he. I has heard said, that's amazing. That's what gave me the idea that he does seem a lot like. Steven Seagal, because in that movie, he openly admits to basing his character on Steven Seagal. (laughs) I haven't seen the menu because it's a horror movie, and I assume we're going to do it at some point, but I did see it. Oh, I don't know that it's a horror movie. Oh, I thought it was. I honestly don't know. I I think it's like a thriller, um, but not necessarily. I don't know. I do know that everyone I know who has seen it has been like, oh, my God, go see this movie. And I just have not had any time to see anything that was not for these shows. The menu is technically black comedy horror is what it's defined. Oh, as. So oh okay. It well, I still want to see movie. it in theaters, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I bet I'm sure it's good. People have been talking about it. And I like a lot of people in it. Yeah. We can do it next Christmas. It's wintry. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> Anyway, so th- that was your top five that week, and I realized we sidetracked a lot, so let me go through them again. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever was number one. Violent Night was number two. Strange World was three. The Menu was four, and Devotion was five. Uh, okay, so what do you think Violent Night has made? Well, let's do what it made in its opening weekend, and then I'll tell you what it's made since then, because it, it's been out a little bit longer than a week. But what do you think it made in its opening weekend, guys? So many people that I know saw this. Yeah. I, like, it was appointment viewing for people and it, we knew that it wasn't going to stream. So people went to the fucking theaters yeah. for this. And a lot of people went cause it came out. You said it's December 2nd. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in LA, Last it was week. so in LA, it was actually out in previews for Thanksgiving. Okay. So like people were seeing it that weekend. I bet this made 20. I bet it made its initial budget back. Okay, Mikey, you want to guess? 15. All right, Mikey, you are closer. It made $13.4 million. That's still pretty damn good on a $20 million budget. In an opening weekend, it ain't bad. It has made a total, and this is, we're recording this on the 8th. So it came Ooh. out on the 2nd. It hasn't even been out a full week yet, and it's made almost $17 million. $16.987 <laughs> million. And it's yes. made... internationally. So it already has made its budget back. It's $25.6 million worldwide. And it's only been on a week. Like, this is definitely going to make money. I bet it tops out in between worldwide. I would guess 75 and 100 is where it ends worldwide in theaters. Yeah, probably. Especially because it's going to stay in theaters at least for this month. At least till Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and... Christmas and New Year's are actually huge movie theater days because nothing else is open. So yeah. a lot of people go see movies movies those days. I've seen movies on Christmas and New Year's a number of times. I saw the first Avatar on Christmas Day. Sorry, it was Christmas Eve. Excuse me. Does that new one come out this Christmas? It's already out, man. Well, it comes out the 16th. It's out here, but like... 
Yeah. Like only in pre- preview stuff. I saw them putting up signs for it at the AMC last night when I went to go see Violet Night. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to IMAX the shit out of that. Mikey, I will go to that IMAX showing of it. Like, I, I want to go see it. They're always spectacle. Well, the first one was a spectacle, so I'll see it. Right. But. My dad and I saw Django Unchained one Christmas. Uh, I, I guess it was the day after Christmas, but like, I think those days, like, it's probably going to make a bunch of money. So, like, it's making money now, but I think three or four weeks from now, it's probably going to end up number one or something around there. I'd, I'd be thrilled, honestly, because I would love to see them make a trilogy of these. Like, I'm so here for this fun. type of movie. I love I, it. I hope there's a sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone I know, like, person to person that I, like, interact with loved it. And then a bunch of critics hated it, which, first of all, what did you expect? Yeah. Secondly, who do you like? This is clearly not for you, I think. Yeah. It's fun. I'm like, well, and and they're all like, it's too gory. And I'm like, sledgehammer, bro. Yeah. Don't take your kids. (laughs) It's in the title. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it says violent. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for hyperviolence. Yeah, this is a rated R horror comedy. Maybe not even horror comedy, but like action comedy about a Santa Claus killing people. And you know that going in. Like if you are signing up to watch the movie, you're going to like the movie. You should, yeah. unlike the people that I saw the movie with, but they're dumb. Unless you've been ignoring what you're going to go do all day. Like, someone was I like, guess. let's go see Violet Night. Okay, whatever. Like, I can't imagine you wouldn't like this movie. Yeah. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale is a scale of one to ten of how scary we found the film when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. One. This is a one for me. Todd. I'm going to give it a two because that body horror was making me flinch a lot. I will also give it a one. All right. (laughs) And that's our scary scale. Yeah. It's not super scary. You could definitely get through it. Paige, do you want to rate this on your shoulders scale? Ooh, this is a pretty good shoulder scale. From Captain America before he gets the super soldier serum. To Captain America after. after. Yeah. Now, I am going to say, I think Goldberg's shoulders are better. So I would probably, and I think I gave him a six. I'm probably going to give this a five, like solidly in the middle. But honestly, the tattoos, though, it's like a five, six wing, I guess, whatever you would call it. It's good. (laughs) It's good. This is not the Myers-Briggs test or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, in which we, I don't think, incorporated the shoulder scale yet. I give that like a seven. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So this week, you guys made me watch Violent Night. And I think we're doing the listener request next week, right? Yes. So what did the listeners pick for the listener request? Do you guys know? Apparently they ran out of hot Santas, so they picked Orphan. <laughs> yeah, is that a Chris? Is that a winter movie? It is. Paige I, I looked, looked it up. up. Yeah, I looked it up because I was like, I don't remember this being a winter movie, and then it it it's on like every winter movie list. I'm sad because the twist got spoiled for me, but I, I haven't yeah, seen same. the film. So well, cool. I mean, the finalists were Werewolves Within, Black Christmas. Crimson Peak was also on the final four, and it's like the fourth time it's been in a listener request and not one. It's like the sixth time it's been on a listener request. <laughs> a lot. So many. I'd like to to make a statement regarding Crimson Peaks. Okay. The chair recognizes Mikey to the floor. Crimson Peaks is trash. 
<laughs> well, it didn't win. Orphan won. Actually, pretty handedly. handedly. It won with 44% of the vote. Crimson Peak was second with 29% of the vote, though. Yeah, because it's Crimson Week. <laughs> it's Crimson lost every time it's been on the list. Although I do think it's been second every time it's been on the list. It has been second every time it's been on the list. Yeah. I am also not a Crimson Peak fan. I prefer <laughs> Crimson Tide, although I've never seen Crimson Peak. Get off my sub or whatever it is. Love Crimson Tide. <laughs> I will say, I do think talking about Crimson Peak on the show will be very funny given what happens in it and how angry Mikey will be. It's not <laughs> just what happens. It's the whole, like the direction. We don't have to talk about it. The listeners have asked us not to, in fact. <laughs> well, your homework for next week is to think about watching Crimson Peak real hard but decide not to and watch Orphan instead and check back for that episode next Monday. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Y'all, okay, I'm reading Shama Kazam's review. Well, what does Shama Kazama have to say? Y'all got me into horror. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, nice. I was a certified baby until I found Mikey, Paige, and Todd. How do you become certified as a baby? Like, is it a government board that certifies you as a baby? It's like a six-week process where you have to take (laughs) some courses in shitting your pants, but also screaming. It's mostly a birth certificate. (laughs) I guess it's true. I guess we all get certified babies. (laughs) I mean, I thought of that, but I was like, like, guys, it's not that. We don't have to overcomplicate. You just give them a certificate. Babies right. nowadays getting certificates for doing nothing, you know? Like, like a baby's oh toy. Oh, God. Yeah, welcome to the earth. Here's your participation certificate. I mean, it's only in America. So, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. This podcast is hilarious and has me spending my nights with movies so I can spend my days with the horror virgin. That sounds like a weird rom-com. I spend my nights with movies so I can spend my days with horror virgin. Tom Hanks like gaslighting her into believing he's the horror virgin when he's actually (laughs) in the movies or whatever. No, it's Tom Atkins. Now we're letting RTP bleed into our review here. I'm going to tell you what. People at work definitely listen to You Have Mail because I get shit about my thoughts on You Have Mail like every time I go into the office. Oh, I have only had people come up to me and be like, you know what? You're right. And I never really liked that movie and never figured out why. And now I get it. I have the opposite. We're like, yeah, but it's there. It's the, it's like really good. I'm like, no, there's no yeah, it's but. It's not. All right. Seriously, I'm a dog walker and I listen to you guys all day. It keeps me sane. Confused emoji. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Was it a five? Five stars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that seems pretty definitive and not confused. Yeah. Well, Sam Kazam, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including 
TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up and they will continue after October, not on a daily schedule though. That's just too much for Katie to handle, but check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode was brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager has been just driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She keeps making TikToks about dead bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, Tia, I am actually going to side with your teenager on this one. She's just trying to set up herself up as an influencer. And that is exactly how a rebooted Stand By Me would start. I mean, it didn't work out great for the Logan Paul, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's because Logan Paul isn't as classy as Tia's teenager. Anyway, we thank you so much for your support, Tia. And Tia's teenager, you're all right. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan normally sends us some spooky spider videos, but instead he sent us Dwayne Williams on TikTok. So we're going to watch this and see what we think about it. We should just watch the spider video that I showed us before we started recording. You mean the intro to the Spider-Man cartoon where the guy from Fall Out Boy sings the intro song? Yeah. So here's the video. I feel like this is a comedy sketch. Yeah, because it's not as natural as it should be. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely a a comedy sketch. (laughs) That's it? That's the end of it? That's great, actually. Yeah, the way that ends is perfect. It's like a guy who, like, becomes a defensive driving instructor to get on the news because one time the newscaster flicked him off, and then he poisoned him, and then it cuts to commercial. (laughs) Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for sending uh, not a spooky spider video and so much for the support. We really appreciate it. We now return you to another episode of... uh, the, the Patreonicals. Where are we going in time? We are going from wherever we're leaving to the Battle of Stamford Bridge. 
1066. Is that William Wallace's battle? No, it is one of the bloodiest Norse battles I could find from around the time the guy in Violent Night becomes Santa. <laughs> okay. I did some like Norse battle research. Skeet up, butt up, research. <laughs> but it was the Vikings versus the English, if that helps. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> you mean the Anglos? I they mean, would not have the, necessarily been English at the time. Well, no, it was the, they were the Kingdom of England. It was King Harold Godwinson. Oh, it was right. like brand new England, though. If it helps, the Vikings win this battle. We don't care about the battle. Okay. Lightning's in the sky. <laughs> A flying DeLorean Santa Maria comes out of the sky. Oh, I love that they made the Santa Maria fly. Uh, Amy and Dreskel high five as they say, Hey, the ship can fly. We did it. We built those engines. And then Kate was like, I could have flown it with my telekinesis. And they're like, shut up, Kate. <laughs> you know who I'm not going to yell at? The person who can kill me with their brain. They're close. They're close friends. Oh, okay. Skeet so they're just like giving each other brain sh- waves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's change it up this Christmas. Okay. Immediately, <laughs> they, they look down and they're like, look, there's people fighting everywhere. There's like Vikings and Anglo-Saxons. Okay. But they speak English. <laughs> I mean, they, they technically, I believe, would be considered English Old at this English. point. Yeah. Ye old Vikings are going to kill. That's fuck it. Let's, get, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, they're like, we need the time police to come because we're sick of jumping around time. This has been a thing that's been going on for lots of episodes. It has been. It's been going on for a while. So let's fuck shit up in this time frame. Nice. Okay. So they throw Shining Donut overboard. He grows to a big donut, like a big Boston cream donut. And he starts shitting out Boston cream. I mean, everything you said about that, except for the word shitting, sounds delicious. It's coming out of his ass. <laughs> but it is Boston cream, but he is a donut. So the little hole where stuff gets plugged into the donut is technically the donut's ass. I mean, again, that's gross, but I'd probably eat some of that Boston cream. It's good. Skeet up, donut. Butt cream. <laughs> so he goes around doing that. So <laughs> Karun is like, I am blue and I haven't had much to do during this time traveling stuff because I'm an alien. And you turn all of the Mun people into humans. And they are all normal humans right now. I, I think they got turned into normal humans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to just that. say, but also Daba D Daba Da because he said he was <laughs> <laughs> Karun is blue still. That That's a fact. He, yeah. He's mad at the Mun people for a while. So he runs at Libby and um, just Goldberg spears her, which goes into Danielle and they go overboard on the ship and fall down. And she forgets. But Kurt Russell kidnaps her for child care. <laughs> and, and then Aaron is like, what? We just turned human. And then she's like, Mr. Ragebomb, go blow up. So Mr. Ragebomb goes down. He blows up, kills a bunch of Vikings in the English. Okay. And then blows Karun and them safely, Indiana Jones 4 ridiculous style, safely <laughs> onto the ground. Because that movie sucks, Todd. I don't think it's a great like Indiana Jones movie. I just think it's a fine movie. It's not it's a fine not movie. It's not a fine you movie. You need to rewatch that movie and see what you think about it. I've rewatched it before. It's my least favorite of oh the four. Oh, my God. You rewatched that movie. It's, it's not just a bad Indiana Jones film. It's a bad movie. Okay, we're moving on. Jesus. 
Skeet up, butt up, <laughs> dog shit. That's what that movie is. <laughs> Have you checked out that movie? Have so, you climbed um, in a fridge now? Scott made the thing, was like, oh, there's the king. Let's fuck it up. He throws Dave at the king, and Dave, like a comet, shoots through the air and impales the king. And, like, they both splatter around. Lots of gore. Okay. Wow. Nice. Wes Gross. is just looking at the mirror because he's, like, a super handsome guy now. And he's just like, damn. Look at these shoulders and shit. He's like, damn, I would be 10 out of 10 on Paige's shoulder scale. Yeah, he's below deck. He's not even knowing what's going on because he's he's so handsomely narcissistic now. Yes. That's his that's his plot. I love it. Nathan, the professional wrestler, was like, this is my chance to get some authentic Viking gear. So he like jumps overboard to like attack Vikings. Nice. To get like a Viking helmet and stuff, which makes sense. Oh, yeah. We're not going to go back in time and not come back with antiques, right? No. Why would we do that? Allie the Mermaid, she starts falling in love with Wes because she's like she's also like unable to walk around right now. She's like, damn, now that Wes doesn't look like a dead Voldemort character in King's Cross yeah. Station, Wes can get it. Ow! And Wes is looking in a mirror like, I can get it. <laughs> she likes someone who starts as a tadpole and then grows into like an attractive person because it's more like the, the the evolution or life cycle of a mermaid. That actually does check out. Yeah, yeah like that's that's page. I don't know if you know a lot about the courtship rituals in mermaid culture, but it's very much like that. Okay, but like, (laughs) is it fish parts or people parts? Okay, so this is where it gets a little gross. It's definitely fish eggs that he spunks over. (laughs) But that's just for breakfast. Right. I mean, that's caviar, right? Right, right. (laughs) Mikey's, oh God, is what made me laugh. Skeet up, bat up, fish eggs. (laughs) Moving on. But yes, they're going to have a love story. And you guys get it. You guys are filling in the blanks. That's yeah. what you do. We yeah. know how story structure works. Yeah. Alex the magician, he goes down and throws out some pigeons and shit, and some Vikings start worshiping him as a god. What? As Loki. Hell yeah. I love it. Because <laughs> he's doing tricks, Paige. Yeah, he's a trickster god. He's Illusions. like, check yes. out this kickflip. Those are the kind of tricks he's doing. They're like, oh my mm-hmm. God. When I heard you talk shit on Crimson Peak, I did not think that you would allow Tom Hiddleston to grace this podcast, but now Loki is here. If Harrison Ford can make a bad movie, so can Tom Harrison. Hiddleston. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, we're fine. And that Loki show was the best Marvel show. You guys didn't watch it, but it was good. Um, Lauren the Cavewoman and Garotica, like she has a guitar and it's also an axe. So she goes down there and starts fighting people. Lauren the cave woman is knocking people down with her clubs. They're just like, if we kill as many people as possible, we'll fuck up the timeline. So <laughs> uh, Cody sets up his pawn shop, but he only really starts taking stuff off the dead people, like the crown of the uh, the king, if there was one in that battle, and then like some other stuff. And then Florida man was like, he stole a bunch of mead and like dragged it back <laughs> to the dragged it back to the uh, the ship. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You gotta like, you gotta, you know, enjoy your night after a battle. Yeah, Captain Bruder was like, "This is gonna work. They're gonna come," and then all of a sudden they appear. Sophia, the time cop, Anthony, the time master, and Jennifer, their assistant slash lover, appear, and uh, they're like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" And they're like, "Why?" And Bruder's like, "Why do you keep making us jump through time?" And they're like, "Y'all are literally the worst group of people, <laughs> and we're going to make it." <laughs> where none of your choices matter and your lives have no meaning because we've come together to find out that you are some of the worst people that's ever existed in the multiverse timeline in the Patreonicals. And so anytime you mess stuff up, we're just going to send you on to the next stuff. And then they snap and then they everybody disappears. 
They quantum leap away. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens on another episode of uh, The, the Patrioticals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have an amazing week. Bye. Sexy Santa nerds. Nothing nerdy about it. <laughs> but something dirty about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>